Hello and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast where Josh and Adrian get together once a week to talk about different marketing topics that are on their minds. Um, and today we have a very interesting and near and dear to our hearts topic. Josh, what is on your mind today? So yeah, today I wanted to talk about YouTube for kids. Not mm. what they should be watching, but well, sort of does relate to that. But my daughter recently came uh, up to myself and, and, and Audrey and said, Hey, I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to start it like in, it's a new year's resolution. I want to release like one a week, one episode a week. And, you know, our brains kind of just like froze. And uh-huh. now we're kind of dealing with how we're going to handle this a bit. So, yeah, this, um, we, we have ventured into this as well, because I think, I mean, my kids don't get to watch YouTube on their own. Um, we just don't trust it. Even YouTube kids. Um, we are probably way more conservative about our children's digital footprint than at least I know most of their peers. Um, so for instance, when Facebook during the pandemic came out with Facebook for kids chat, uh, all of their friends had Facebook for kids chat. And I said, no, thank you. I don't, I don't think so. Um, And, you know, as a marketer and someone who kind of works alongside tech companies, I have what I think to be more of a knowledge, more of an understanding of why those companies want my kids to be interacting on their platforms and what they're going to do with that information. So Josh, how, I mean, I know I've got my kind of uh, thoughts and stuff, but I'm curious, how are you guys navigating through this? What is y'all's philosophy and, you know, probably uh, at the risk of making a lot of people upset and frustrated with us, like, I'm, I'm curious to know, because it's a very sensitive topic, right? Parenting, number one, and everybody's got to do, let's just, let's just preface this whole conversation by saying every family and every parent has to do what they feel is best in the interest of their own child. So I think anything that I say today or whatever Josh says today is not advice for all parents across the world. It is how we are handling our families and our situations, just to kind of a caveat and a note to be made. Yep. hundred percent. We're not preaching here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think we sit, share very similar views to you in terms of, you know, I would say digital conservatism. <laughs> I don't know what we would call that, but yeah. So, I mean, our kid have been pretty much on some limitations. It's, probably at most they get like maybe an hour a day and it's mm-hmm. always, you know, supervised. Maybe it's a game, maybe it's a game with us. Maybe we're watching YouTube with them, those types yeah. of things. Um, so yeah, we're, I think we're cut from a similar cloth. Uh, it's, you know, we probably won't have to go into all like devices and whatnot, but they, they get hand-me-down devices that are locked down. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my daughter is in, middle school now, we did get a phone mostly for like tracking and being able to call for pickups and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're generally a similar philosophy as you. Um, most people we know, we are the most restrictive ones that they know. Um, yeah. And uh, we're okay with that. So, um, right. <laughs> but, with, but which is super interesting, right? Because you and me both work in the digital social media. And so we know how this machine works. We know all these things. And even from an early start with with Facebook, like I don't think there's very many pictures of our kids uh, on Facebook at all. If anything, uh, the only ones we might share don't have faces or have like 
whatever. So we're probably, yes, super conservative about that, mostly because our philosophy is this, the internet never forgets. So this stuff is out there somewhere and we don't want our kids to kind of go back and be like, Hey, you shared this or for other, you know, safety reasons, like I want pictures of them out there and, and it's going to be their own rights to be able to do this, how, how they see fit in the future. Um, so I will add that we have been thinking, so one of the big reasons my daughter is interested is that she has been watching YouTube and likes a creator on there and doing crafts and all sorts of other things like that. So it's been pretty interesting the way she has um, adopted that, I wouldn't say persona, but has really liked that type of content and really likes that sort of a transformation that is going on with, with watching these YouTube videos, watching the story, watching the narrative. So we have started her on, uh, basically on a, also part of her screen time. She's kind of monkeying around with recording herself. She's monkeying around with, uh, kind of different camera things. And again, coming from a background of where I have a lot of video stuff, um, my wife does as well. So we've kind of helped her set some things up to where she's tinkering, recording, creating, playing with it from a editing perspective, at least. So, um, but yeah, so that's sort of where we're at. And we've been able to get her started in a low lift way. We haven't decided if she's going to go or, you know, how she's going to put these out there yet, but she does have a domain name. We've been talking about what she wants to share, the types of content. So it's been kind of fun from a creator perspective, thinking about how sh- how she's going to present these things and kind of getting in her brain of thinking about content as a medium. So, Yeah, that's very cool. We are doing similar with ours, letting our 12-year-old practice, essentially creating. Um, what we thought was she came to us one day and she's like, I want, she just wanted to do a YouTube. She wants to be on the voice. She wants to record music online. Um, you know, she's every bit of an 11 and 12 year old girl. And so what we decided was we want to encourage this creative outlet. Right. And like, I want her to understand how to use the technology and to get a head start on that because I've seen how impactful that is. Like I've seen how knowing how to code at 14 or 15 or younger really does create, um, you know, it's just a really interesting thing in your, when you're in your thirties and forties, like the adults I know now started, you know, coding and at 12 or 13. Um, So we set her up with a website that she could write on, create blog posts on. Um, We have allowed her to create videos and edit them as well, you know, kind of like giving that practice. But when we publish, we publish on a private channel that no one has access to. So she can go to YouTube. She can see her videos. We can share them with friends or family, um, you know, and they can like text me and tell her, oh my gosh, we loved it. That was so cute. But she's not getting access to the internet at large. And more importantly, the internet at large is not getting access to her. I feel like that's really what we're trying to um, protect. 
And, you know, I mean, so when you guys consider, are you thinking more of like security for herself? It's probably both because it is for me as well. Mm -hmm. Security for the kids' safety and also their data. That's something I feel like a lot of people aren't even considering is the fact that the reason these platforms want our kids on them is because they want to see their behavioral data. And as someone who works with data on the social side, on the internet side that we can scrape this, I I use IBM Watson data, I use social listening tools. Um, What I can know about people individually and as a whole is amazing as a marketer. Like, I love it. It's absolutely wonderful. It's rich. It's uh, great. But I don't necessarily want people to know that about my kid. Like, I don't want them to be able to understand that about my children. So what do you think about that? How do you see those two aspects of like just digital behavior? I mean, I think it's a big educational part for them. So we have talked to her about like how she wants to name her potential YouTube channel. And I did buy a domain and we did talk about uses of names, using of real names. Like basically there's Mm. this, there's all this safety element to it. Like you said, people getting access to your child and also what she is choosing to share. So it's also just like, okay, you have to be careful of what you're sharing. And at this point, we'll vet everything and kind of right. just like, mm, nope, you know, not going to let you talk about that. Like, cool, we'll cut that. Like, so I think we will still be the gatekeepers ultimately, but it will be used as an educational opportunity. But she's so far, you know, pretty smart with the stuff. And again, the most of the videos I think she does watch. Like I said, she's a, it's a big fan of uh, Mariah Elizabeth um, <laughs> and all doing all those crafts and stuff. So, and the person, and we've watched, again, you know, going with the watching with them. Mm-hmm. Like we know what the vibe is yeah. and we know she's already kind of doing her best impression of that type of thing. So it's already, you know, the types of things she's sharing and that person is very close to the vest actually being a top YouTube star, a top, you know, a very high subscribing uh, YouTube person is very protective of those, you know, personal details. They know the dangers of the internets and the comments and the trolls and all the other types of things. So I think that's also kind of helping to put some training wheels per se in that direction. Um, But also letting them know, like I said, the stuff is going to live forever. So what you put out there, we will help like curate, so to speak, but at the same point, you know, um, help you. So you're not going to just drive off a cliff (laughs) or do something that is irreparable, you know, uh, and and we talked about like using last names and using other things and how, you know, that's, that's something that we're not, you don't have an option to do right now, but we're, we're, you know, at a certain point, we'll let you go ahead and do certain things that to right. start to get to where it becomes more of your choice. Like she's, yeah. you know, she's um, 11 now. Um, so similar age frame yeah. and, and as those things mature, like you start to get some more choice, like all kind of growing up teenager types of things. Right. Sure. More responsibility, more understanding. Um, Now, do yours have an awareness or an understanding of likes and views and things like that? For some reason, despite the fact that my kids don't have any social media and are Mm -hmm. very rarely, I don't let them sit beside me when I scroll Instagram or TikTok because you cannot control what pops up on that screen. Right. Definitely. Um, And... (laughs) They're, you know, like you said, same, similar with Facebook. We, I only have Facebook friends that are family. And so I post pictures of them on there and everything else is shut down. Um, Mm -hmm. But they still know, they'll ask me when I post a picture, how many likes did that one get? 
how many, did anyone comment? And I'm like, how do you have an understanding? Like maybe I've talked, well, I know I have. So I've had a few tweets go viral and I'm like, look, babe, when I'm talking to Christopher, I'm like, this has <laughs> 20,000 likes. Like, oh my gosh. Um, it got reshared this many times, this many impressions. Those are conversations we have, right? It's kind of tools of our trade to talk right. about impressions, talk about how things have grown and viral status of certain things. But my kids have picked that up. And so they will ask me about things that I post about them. How, like, And so it's already ingrained in their mind to want to chase that kind of clout, to want to see how much uh, attention or likes that they've gotten, despite the fact that they don't even have a social media. I'm just so aware of what that's going to do to their brain. That's why I'm like, uh-uh, you don't need a, you don't need a place on these platforms. <laughs> but are yours like that? Do they have a concept of... Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, they definitely do. Um, I would say mine probably, definitely probably influenced from myself and and uh, my wife. Um, but it's not that we talk about it often, but again, like similar to your, it could be in passing conversations. There's enough context that I think they understand. Um, I also think yours are unique where you don't go to public school, right? So they don't right. hear it from their friends. They might hear it from some other friends. I'm sure they have yeah. other friends and things like that. But I know the things that'll come out from my kids, it's mostly because they'll hear it from other kids that don't have as much restrictions as we do. Right. So they hear about other things or other trends or my daughter talking about, oh, do we have the iPhone, whatever? And I'm like, we don't even have iPhones. But but it's like the terms <laughs> right. they'll come back with dropping in because they hear it at school. It's all a buzz. So, I mean, in my mind, I don't think they'll ever really be able to get away from that type of thing. And it is just right. natural human nature of, hey, I put out something. Did it resonate? Did did other people like it? Did it get you know out there? It's funny enough, my kids, like their little internet claim to fame um, because Again, like once COVID and, and Chromebooks, all of this stuff in the public schools, like, so they're much more internet aware, right? So mm -hmm. my kids, they they Google us, they Google their parents. So that's like founder of referral lock and my face pops up. I mean, it's so they show their friends and they do these other things, which actually funny enough led to, I forgot the exact story. I'm going to have to find it, but essentially my son wanted to create a site as well. And um, mm -hmm. he, he, we're kind of joking. Okay, what are you going to do? He's like, I want to build games. I want to have a game studio. I want to do this. And we're like, well, what are you going to call it? And he just like has this light bulb moment, puts his hands up in the air and he goes, referral pebble on the mini version. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. So, That's so cute. Um, I love that referral pebble. But, but given the marketing uh, background, I'm like, okay, well, we can buy that domain. So, uh, and, and I got him to rank for referral pebble within like a week. No. Right? I mean, it's not oh a high my value. Goodness, term. That's awesome. Right. But that just lights him up, right? He can go to school and be like, look at this referral pebble. Look at me. There's me. And I had him do similar web page. Yeah. Like I had him do a Google doc and I'm like, I'll convert that and put it on a site, but you write me a Google doc. I'll view it. You know, they insert images. There's a picture of our dog up there. You guys can search it at home if you want. He'll probably get thrilled at the number of like page views because he will be like how many views did it get did it I was yeah like, well, i can tell you at least at the end of the month report when a google thing says oh it got you know 10 people viewed it this month or something so 
That is awesome, though. I mean, that's that's a cool way to let your kids engage in modern, like, technology and modern, like, the whole internet without any safety concerns, right? Like, without putting them out there, without letting their face and everything be all over social media. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking like what you said, we we don't homeschool. Um, I mean, we do homeschool. We don't go to public school. We have like communities and co-ops that we attend. Um, but even then, we've had to establish rules where it's like, you don't need to go look at someone else's screen. You have to have yeah. my permission because they will say, well, he let me. He told me I could. And I'm like, I don't know what is on this kid's screen. Um so you can't look at other people's screens unless you have mom's or dad's permission. It's just, it's so, there's so many things. And I know like the internet can be, it's people, right? It's going to be as dark as people can be. And it's going to be as wonderful right. as people can be. And I'm just not ready to subject my poor tender little children's hearts to all that people can be. You know, it's a lot. Um, I love that though, that he's able to rank for referral pebble. That's really cute. That's a nice way to do it. Cool. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Did you have anything else on the topic? I know we've bounced around on parental internet security, future things, YouTube channels, website domains for kids. Yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. else you want to add? There's no advice. You know, I think like we said at the beginning, every parent's got to do what they feel is best for them. So, you know, just keep in mind the, the, what's out there and, and what you're, what's going to be best for your kids. So yeah, absolutely. If you, we would, be, I am curious though. This is what I'm curious about. Are Josh and I off base? Are, are we truly conservative digitally or are we the average? So like, if you're listening and you're like, no, that's exactly what I do. Let us know, like go to marketingretro.com and let us know. Are we on point? Are, do you agree? Are you very similar or are we really as conservative digitally as we think we are. I'm curious. Yep. Love, love to hear from you. Just click on the episode itself and you can make comments and stuff like that right on there. So yeah, definitely here. Uh, excited to hear how other people weigh in and just, you know, be like, you guys are extreme on one side or the other, or yeah, we're, we're somewhere in there. So yeah, maybe we, maybe more people agree with us than we think. Maybe. All right. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Bye.